the doctor said these words. We asked him, how long will this last, this procedure? He said, every day is a miracle. <clears throat> he said those words. Wow. Every day is a miracle. And so we have a daily faith journey because now we know it's a girl. Michael, it's so good to have you with me in this moment. And you're, you're a wonderful, dear and special friend. You and Ashley and your wife are just amazing friends of Kate and I and a spiritual son and daughter of Catch the Fire and Iris Ministries. And you're just an amazing um, prophetic apostle. You, not that I like to give labels <laughs> in that sense, but you know, you, you, you just someone who walks with God, mm -hmm. here's the heart of God. And then you go and you go do it and you do it bravely and you do it courageously. And I love it. Thank you. And um, very kind. We're, I'm, I'm just so glad you're here. Yes. And uh, we, where did, where did, where was the first place we met? Was it Mozambique? It was in Mozambique. Uh, Ashling and I were there uh, toward the end of 2012, Iris, Gosh, that long school. ago now, yeah. 11 years, wow. And we had been assigned to the visitor center as our place of service, oh, which, yeah. if, which we weren't happy about. I certainly wasn't happy about. We're in the third world, we're in Africa, we should be with the orphans, we should be, you know. And here <laughs> we are hosting Westerners, hosting people. Yeah, that's not this what we left this England for. Make, yeah, it doesn't, yeah. didn't feel right. <laughs> but it turned out to be absolutely the, the perfect fit because wow. we met a lot of people we connect yeah. with a lot of people and what turned out to be the most significant for our future we met you and kate oh and and i remember i think we barely even introduced ourselves and you bungooed us on the doorstep <laughs> we opened you. what the, does that mean yeah you just laid hands on us and, <laughs> and, and, and at the time absolutely and at the time yeah. Mm. that wasn't my normal mm. so that I was all wow. I was aware of it I'd seen some of it but it wasn't my normal wow and I think part of us being an iris was we wanted more of that we wanted yeah. to explore the fullness yeah. of what that could be yeah. manifestations what we now know to be yeah the uh tangible move of God yeah yeah wow which can knock us off our feet yeah uh you, you got us <laughs> as Thank we opened the door spirit. to your room. This is your room and the next thing wonderful. So. That was what a wonderful auspicious meeting. I love it. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, and if yeah. I remember rightly, Michael, you had just had a very sad thing happen. Mm. Or was it? It was just after that. So yeah. part of our journey there was we got pregnant. Yeah. Um, within our, the first month of being there, yeah. We were pregnant. And so we were pregnant when we met you in Mozambique. But if we fast, okay. yes. Got it. And so we left Mozambique. We went to Nepal to be right. with the Iris base there. Then we yep. went to Thailand to be with the Iris base there. Yeah. Uh, then we returned back to England. Yeah. Um, we were housed in Harrogate at our yeah. local church there. Yeah. Which eventually you would come and visit just a yeah. few months later. That's right. I remember. And that. it was then in the February of 2013 that we began to miscarry. Oh, okay. Okay. I'd forgotten that. Part. Yes. Yeah. So we'd, right. we'd, we'd been all around the world, sleeping yeah. on concrete floors, sleeping in the Himalayas, like wow. in the bush bush. Wow. And we get back to... You guys are radical. Yeah. We get back to Harrogate, one of the most yeah. beautiful, gorgeous, comfortable yeah. places. 
wow. in the world. Wow. And we begin, actually, after church one Sunday, she, she feels yeah. something. Yeah. She said, we need to go to the hospital. And so, mm. yeah. Yeah, well, I'm so, I'm so sorry about that, but I'm yeah. so glad that there's an amazing redemptive story in that. Yes. And of course, you know, your first Finnan baby yes. is probably no longer a baby now and is That's right. in the heavens, yes. more glorious than we could ever imagine. Absolutely. Right there at the, the right hand of the father. A son. son. Yes. Okay, it was a boy. Yeah. yeah David okay. Isaac, so your yeah. son. Oh, did you name him? Yes. What's his name? His name was David Isaac. David Isaac. Um, wow. Come on. And the story, the, you know, because we were far along. She was 19 weeks something. Wow. I'm probably is... going to get, when Ashley sees this, she's going to, it wasn't 19 weeks. I keep telling you what it was. <laughs> it was somewhere in that region. Yeah. She had to deliver. Right. One, right. So, um, of course, I remember like it was yesterday. I'm yeah. kneeling by the side of the bed um, and mm. she delivers. I see the child wow. come out. Wow. Um, I think it's important to note here, and I think we'll get to this because I'm going to talk about my other children. The Lord had spoken to us about specifically two daughters yeah. and he'd give us, given us names and their prophetic destiny, a whole bunch of stuff surrounding who they were as people. And we just were fully convinced that our we would have two daughters named Raya and Karis. Yeah. Wow. And so when wow. we get pregnant in Mozambique, of course we believe this is Raya. This is our child of promise. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so we get all the way to the February of that next year. And now it's the, the worst possible thing is happening. Oh. And we're thinking this can't be right. Like this is our child. We know it's almost as if we know this child in the spirit. Yeah. Because we've prayed into it. We believe yeah. God has spoken to it. Um, so Ashling delivers, and the first thing out of her mouth, what's the gender of the baby? And Linda says it's a boy. And it's the most bizarre, complex, like joy and grief. Yeah. Grief that we've miscarried. Yeah. But this kind of a sense of relief. Wow. That this wasn't our daughter, Raya. Right. who we so fully believed would come and yeah. we hadn't lost her, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so out comes this boy. I'm kneeling by the side of the bed and I, I just feel the Lord say, his name is David for he is a warrior. Mm. He fought in the womb. Wow, wow. Um, and I said to Ash, and I said, I believe we're, we're to call him David. Yeah. And then she says, and I'm hearing Isaac for he is our first fruit offering. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's so yeah. Wow, that's so powerful, so um, fresh, so beautiful. And she she's reminded of if, I don't know if you've read the book Weiss Howell's Intercessor. There's a passage in that book where he has an encounter with the Holy Spirit, and um, it's this whole revelation of unless a seed falls to the ground and dies, yeah. it shall bear no fruit. Yeah. And there was something about in that moment where there was this clarity of there was the most is grief, but then yeah. we begin to have insight into exactly what this means mm. that this child is a seed. Yeah. Yeah. And it is an offering. Yeah. And it is it is it yeah. is gonna be bearing fruit in our future. Wow. Yeah. For a nation that we did not yet know, really. Yeah, come on. America wasn't come on. on the table. Come on. But we believe David Isaac was our first fruit offering. The wow. seed sown for what we now believe is San Diego. Yeah. And the Lord has spoken to us many times wow. since then. So when we met you Amazing. in the May of twenty thirteen, you yeah. guys had arrived in Harrogate. Um to minister at our local church. Yeah. And that's when we met you. So yeah. we were in grief. Yeah. Um, and we 
we didn't know what we were going to do. That's right. So. Yeah, but what an amazing, yeah. amazing turn of events yeah. happened. And, you know, we shared with you about our school of revival mm -hmm. and said, you know, why, why not consider uh, coming and doing our two-year school of revival, which, yeah. you know, um, which you guys... <laughs> just felt such a quickening on. Absolutely. And to our absolute amazement, you left everything behind in mm -hmm. Harrogate. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, not, not too long after that yeah. in the September. And you came and you did our School of Revival. Correct. And, you know, one of the things that I love about you, Michael, is that you, that you, uh, you have a strength of character, mm -hmm. you know, that is not necessarily always easy for you know the likes of lecturers and whatever to understand but yeah. i think you know it's it's the nature mm. of the way god wires warriors mm -hmm. because he knows mm -hmm. the giants that they're gonna one day mm -hmm. go up and truly face wow. you know and and so even though you know during the school of revival you know there were you know the the odd moments where you know, you and certain professors, so to speak, yeah. didn't necessarily see eye to eye. Actually, what God was was fashioning is a weapon for his purposes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you joined the staff here, mm -hmm. but we always knew that you were going to go to San Diego yes. and plant a church. That yes. was always the yes. the kind of, how can I say it, the, the purpose of God that was underlying Absolutely. the whole thing all along. Tell yes. us about that. Um, well, yes. Yeah, so when we met in Harrogate, I remember very clearly we having that conversation and you said to me, Michael, what does the Lord have for you? Yeah. And you said, you know, sky's the limit. Man. Like, and at the time, obviously we'd been around, we'd been several continents, missionaries. Yeah. And, but we had return back to England. I just remember thinking, being in Africa, being in Asia, and thinking with Heidi's kind of words of like, become like them in order to win them. It's like, yeah. Heidi very much would consider herself Mozambican when we met the Nepali. Mm -hmm. Westerners, but they were Nepali. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, right? So yeah. Americans living in Thailand, but they they considered themselves Thai. Right. And wherever we went, I just felt that's, there's nothing, this is not who I'm supposed to be, to be. Right. With yeah. conviction. I'm not yeah. called to be African in order to win the African. There was, but there was something about, I feel God is resurrecting thoughts within me from the, from the, the beginning of my journey, mm. where for the first decade, all I could think about was the church. All I could think about was the government of the church, the local church, leadership of the church. Mm. And so I naturally began to think about church planting. And it was yeah. always in my heart. Yeah. It just got resurrected Come on. after being to the nations as a traditional missionary. Right. The church planting seed within me Come that was on. always there began to be resurrected. Yeah. So when you asked me that question, I said, I believe church planting is, is on, our, on our lives, yeah. on our hearts. And that was the invitation. And so we, we left for America thinking, okay, this is, is this the nation, Lord? Are yeah. we called to be a church planters in America? We didn't quite know. Wow. And of course, there's all types of factors. There's, there's, there's the legalities of it. There's immigration, there's yeah. visas, there's all of this yeah. kind of stuff. So we can say, oh, we're, we're called to America. Yeah. But there's all types of factors outside of our control. Yeah. Um, 
We left the land of our fathers, that we absolutely knew, heading to a city we did not know, to yeah. quote the author of the Hebrews. Yeah. The Abrahamic journey, living yeah. in tents with the children, inheritors of the promise. Mm. We believed there was, there was a city that we were prepared for, or that we were about to be prepared for. Right. God was preparing us for a city and a city for us, but we did not know what that city was yet. But we knew Raleigh was to be our home, but it probably wasn't going to be our ultimate home. Right. It's a tent. Yeah. On your journey. It was in, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it was intense. <laughs> Terrible joke. That was a grandfather joke. Sorry. They're getting worse. You're allowed to make They're getting jokes. worse now. Yeah. Grandfather. Um, so San Diego, I remember, again, it's all tied in with, and I guess we'll, we'll weave backwards and forwards because we arrive in Raleigh. And again, much like when we arrived in Mozambique, within a month we're pregnant. Wow, was it as soon as that? That's exactly this. You've just started a new life in Raleigh. New life. In a Raleigh. new school. Yes. And yes. Ashley is pregnant. Is pregnant. Um, and so a journey begins of we've had a loss. Yeah. Was that loss a one-off thing? Right. Is the doctors were saying it could be this. Ashley could have a condition. Um, but we didn't know. Yeah. So um, we went, we went to UNC Chapel Hill, uh, we consulted doctors and we decided, they said it could be what is known as an incompetent cervix, well, cervical insufficiency, which essentially says Ashling's womb is not strong enough to carry full term, which is what happened with our previous loss. Right. Got to around about 19 weeks. And two week opened. And, and then it, and yeah. It. yeah. Um, and they were saying, so it could be this and there is a procedure that we can do. Um, but if we do that, every pregnancy so you have after that, you'll have to have this procedure. And, and we just didn't like the idea of surgery. Right. Um, not least in part, and then there's a whole insurance thing and we're in a new nation and the medical yeah. system works. This is all of these factors. And we were like, we're just, we don't know. We're not comfortable with surgery. Let's, let's, let's this play out and see. Right. So we took a risk, but the doctors were willing to work with us. Uh, on the condition that every week we would go in and we would get the scans and everything's yeah. great and 12 weeks, 13 weeks, 14 weeks, on and on it goes. Gets to 19 weeks at the time of our previous loss. Everything's looking good. We're thinking, all right, this is great. We we vi take a visit to Toronto in 2014 of January for the 20-year anniversary of the outpouring. Wow. Which was, of course, and it I still is our, my only time of being there. Wow. So that was a special time. It was. But when we return that week, we actually missed one of her tests or her exams. We get back from Toronto. We go into the, for her weekly scan and there's millimeters left in her cervix. Wow. Wow. And we're at about 21, 22 weeks. Mm. And the, the same thing is about to happen is what happened yeah. with baby David just 10, 12 months previous. Um, to cut a long story short, fortunately we had one of the best doctors in the nation. Amazing. Who performed an emergency procedure, wow. managed to salvage some cervical length, but therein then began a journey of faith, yeah. whereby the doctor said these words. We asked him, how long will, it, how long will this last, this procedure? Yeah. 
He said, every day is a miracle. <clears throat> he said those words. Wow. Every day is a miracle. And so we have a daily faith journey. Yeah. Because now we know it's a girl. Now we know it's I right. remember the whole community. Yes. Catch the fire. Yes. Just being with you. Yeah. This journey of faith. Absolutely. Every day. It was a community thing. Like, yeah. It was amazing. Absolutely. Just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and so every day, and you know, they give these markers, you know, and it's yeah. pretty grisly. Yeah. 27 weeks, the baby will survive, but it'll have all of these conditions. Blah, 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 yeah. blah, they're laying it all out. But you had her name. We had her name. We knew this was Raya. Mm. Um, and God had spoken to us many years before about Raya. Her name is a Hebrew word. Raya is Hebrew, Song of Solomon. Mm. Uh, chapter two, I believe. Arise, my darling, Ooh. my beautiful one, and come away with me. Wow. That word darling is Raya. It really? Means, yeah, yeah. Arise, oh, it means that. darling, female companion, friend, oh. lover. Wow. Uh, and God had spoken to her and said, Raya, for she will be a friend of many nations. Woo. And, yeah, and then, and then he said, on. and she will be a peacemaker and a restorer of lost covenant. I still don't know what that last bit means. Wow. But this was long before America was ever on the scene, long before the missionary journey. And so here's Raya, friend of many nations, um, essentially fighting for her fighting life. Fighting for her life, yeah. And there's a community surrounding her believing. We had a faith goal of 32 weeks. Um, and again, I'm going to get in trouble. But Ashling's waters go at, I think, 28. Um, and she's on literal bed rest. I think up at the hospital for two weeks, just with her feet in the air. And we, again, now every day is yeah. a miracle because every day yeah. is I remember that. health yeah. and wholeness for the child. Yeah. Literally every day, Raya is in her mommy's womb. Mm. She's getting stronger and more developed. Mm. And so we, we had a 32-week goal and we got to 31 and 6. Mm. Um, and they were about to induce her the next day. But she's born on Mother's Day. Um, Come on. Can't make this of, stuff of up. Course, yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, Ashling is, all, while she's in, while she's in the nations, in, in, in Iris, everyone's saying, prophesying, I just feel God's called you to be a mother. She's got a pregnant belly. And it's like, this is one of those things like, can, can, can you do a little bit better? Not realizing that she would have to def depend on that. That word. actually those words that was would become life absolutely. to her. They were spirit and life. Absolutely. Oh. The Lord said, I will be a mother. Wow. But now that is in contention. Yeah. Wow. Come on. No wonder Paul says, don't despise prophecy. Exactly. You know? And so here is a Mother's Day. Gosh. And Araya is born. Yeah, um, it's amazing. And so she's in the Nikki for two weeks. I think they we set a record. She, she was released at 33 and five or something like that. It's amazing, Michael. Yeah. And you know, each of your your girls, yes. you now have three girls. Three. I mean, come on, how good yes. is God? Yes. You know, and each one of them has been a supernatural miracle. Mm -hmm. But each one has a significant name. Mm -hmm. And I just want you to just briefly share yeah. that journey because... You know, I think it's it's just been an amazing journey. Yeah. Yeah, so even before Raya, we knew Raya and we knew our second daughter, Karis. Um, Karis, of course, is the Greek word for grace. Yeah. When the Lord spoke to me about her, again, long before she was conceived. He said, freely she will receive, freely she will give. Yeah. The Spirit will be marked with a spirit of generosity. Like, okay. 
I got this sense of like, she's going to, she's going to be raised in so much abundance. Wow. And she's not just material abundance. Yeah. Spiritual abundance. Yeah. Yeah. Come knowing on. the glory. Come on. Just, Woo. this is normal. The supernatural is normal to her. Come on. Uh, that's just the sense that I got. Freely yeah. she will receive. It'll just be just as if it's nothing. Wow. She'll be saturated in it. Wow. And then she will be one who just very easily gives it away. Come on. Um, wow. Spirit Mark with extravagant generosity. I thought, hmm, maybe she's business or something, something. I didn't quite know until she was born. Uh, by the way, she's born on Christmas Day. <laughs> Are you kidding yeah. me? She's born on Christmas, Christmas Day. Day. Oh my God. So we have and a, her name means grace, grace and gift. Yeah. The day we celebrate the gift. Oh, in the West, of course. It's not, graciously given by yes. the Father. Yeah. The day yeah. grace and truth enters, enters yeah. the earth. Yeah. So our grace is born on Christmas Day. And I remember when she came out, I'm like, oh, there's the word. Freely you will receive. And then I remember, wait, that's a scripture. And I, what is the scripture? I hadn't even thought to, I hadn't even thought to look it up all of these years. Yeah. And I went straight to the scripture. And of course, it's Jesus sends out the 72. Right. Freely you will receive, freely give. give. Now go and heal the sick, cleanse the leper, cast yeah. out demons and raise the dead. And in that moment, I thought, oh. Well, we have a little apostle on our hands. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, they, oh, they, yeah. their personalities are according to their name. Yeah. You know, Raya Amazing. is super, like she is just super sociable. She is a friend of many nations. There's no yeah. other way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Karis is a lot more bullish. A lot more. She's like a mother then, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just Very like you, Michael. Yeah. 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 And so we have... Yeah. You know, we have, uh, we have really Raya's like Ashling's mom. Raya's like, uh, Karis is like my mom. If yeah. she ever sees this, I don't know. <laughs> my mom is very much a matriarchal figure. Yeah. Strongest woman yeah. I've ever met. Absolutely incredible woman. Awesome. Mm. Um, and Karis is, looks like, a, Ashling jokes when she was, you might be able to cut this out, when she was breastfeeding, she used to get freaked out breastfeeding <laughs> Karis because it's like she's looking at her mother-in-law. <laughs> So oh, she's definitely a, okay. She's a, on yeah. the other side. Um, so she's born in North Carolina, but then you guys get called. The, the yeah. time is, you know, comes and, and yeah. the Lord calls you to San Diego supernaturally, which yeah. is a whole nother story. But, yeah, and, so and we all lay hands on you. Yeah. You guys go mm -hmm. and we're all thinking it's the four of them. It's mm -hmm. always going to be the four yes. of them. You get to San Diego, yes. you're on the mission, yes. which started, you started a church in the pandemic. Yes. I mean, who does that? Yeah, we broke all you the know? rules. Um, and there's a kind of interesting story about that too, because I'd felt in my heart, summer of 2020, by the way, our, visa, our green card process, again, I mentioned earlier, there's all types of legalities and visas and permissions. At the time we were sponsored by Catch the Fire, yeah, into a particular type of religious visa, which was a fast track to a green card, permanent residence. Yeah. But we've been in that process for over two and a half years. Anything but a fast track. Yes. Yeah. Every obstacle conceivable, sending in from information backwards and forwards, every roadblock. Uh, and I was feeling summer of 2020, we still didn't have our green cards, which means we're still legally bound. We can't leave Cut, we can't leave Raleigh even then. So then the pandemic occurs, and I'm thinking, oh, well, I heard it. I heard incorrectly. You know, we're here. 
throughout this and for a little bit longer. Again, it's, we're depending on factors outside of our control. Yeah. Ultimately in God's, the timings are in God's hand. I feel in my heart, I, I feel this is the timing. Um, anyway, long story short. Yeah. One week before current president closes down green card processing, we get our green cards in the mail. Wow. It's back on. This is a green light. Michael, you've heard correctly, and I know it's in the natural. This is the worst possible timing. Uh, but yeah, we felt that was correct. Yeah. Um, and so we were sent out. Yeah. We drove across country, didn't have a place to stay, stayed in a hotel for three weeks mm. as we went looking for apartments and various yeah. things. And again, it's crazy. The world is crazy. Yeah. Uh, and, but it worked in our favor because we found an apartment complex, um, which was kind of desperate for tenants because no one was moving. There was no migration. Everything was locked down. Everything locked down, yeah, yeah. And so we found somewhere that didn't require us to have income verification because we didn't have an income. We mm. were there by faith, yeah, believing in the generosity of the church and our friends. And so, because we'd had a few, you know, oh, what's your income verify? You know, you go through the process and the hoops. And, and I remember that I just, I just told the lady, I said, look, this is our story. This is who we are. We don't have income. We're here by faith. Wow. And she said, don't worry about it. You got an, if you want an apartment, you can have one. Oh, my yeah. goodness gracious. It's incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. And it turned out to be phenomenal, an amazing part of town. Yeah. In terms of the region, we had no idea. It yep. turned out just to be absolutely perfect. Um, and you started your church as first love? First love. Love so, that. Yeah. Um, but again, within a month, guess what? We're pregnant. What? So, Are you kidding me? Yeah. This is like... Yeah. There's a, this <laughs> might be TMI, but it's like when I say the first month, I mean Ashling doesn't have... Right. Like, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You... you, you there's something about we're on new land. Yeah. And life, it's... That's life absolutely is, amazing. Isn't that wild? That is so wild. Mozambique, yeah. Raleigh, San yeah. Diego. Yeah. And there's, there's, there's a yeah. pregnancy, there's new life. Wow. Um, Come on. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So... Wow. But here we are again. Uh, number one, it's not planned. We already have a handful with... Planting a church. Planning a church, a pandemic. Moving across the country. Moving across... Uh, and we all we have a parental handful of dealing with the friend of many nations and the apostle who's a <laughs> raging bull. <laughs> so we're like, oh yeah, we're we're already overwhelmed. <laughs> we already we already feel like the worst incompetent parents ever. <laughs> and God decides, mm, no, <laughs> no, I'm gonna bless you yeah, with number four. You're not complete. You're not com no. You're not com ready yet. You're not complete. So. So this is a real thing now. It's, again, all of the intensity. It's not like a regular pregnancy. We have all of that intensity now. Right. Surgery, uh, no insurance, having to find somewhere. We'll come, and then the, we're on the clock. We have to get, we have to have surgery by 11 or 12 weeks. Wow. We have no insurance. We have no income, really. We're, you know, we're trying to get help. And eventually we find a doctor who's willing to help us, who becomes quite significant. In, in the story. Um, and so again, like the other two, I think, okay, God, well, this one's a surprise. We knew the other two and who they were and their names, et cetera. Yeah. Um, 
who have you got for us? Yeah. And we felt it was another girl. Wow. Uh, and so we, we were like, okay, so what are we gonna, what are we gonna call her? And we did, I can't remember if, how we decided. Again, Ashton's gonna kill me. She probably takes credit for it. <laughs> Sophia, she had the name Sophia. Yeah. Which is a beautiful word. It's in, it means wisdom in yeah. New Testament Greek. Beautiful. Um, and I loved it. I was like, okay, yeah. Love Sophia. Um, I felt she's supposed to have a second name. The second name was significant, a middle name. Yeah. And we're going backwards and forwards, and I can't remember who said it. Someone threw out the name. It could have been Raya. It could have been one of the kids, or myself and Ashley. Someone threw out the name Rain. I'm like, okay, it has a ring to it. I like it. Sophia Rain. But it's a bit new agey, <laughs> right? It's like R E I N. I don't know. Oh, you're so funny. Uh, and then someone said, well, what if we spelled it different? What if we spelled it R A Y N E? Okay, that's kind of cool. What does that mean? Okay. Oh, it means counsel. Wow. Wait, what? Her, Sophia Rain, wisdom and counsel. Come on. Okay, so now I'm reminded of John 14. I will send another counselor. Yeah. I will on. send the advocate. Yeah. Um, and we were like, that's it. That's who she is. And, all, and then it's, it's, I started getting a download. I saw her temperament, her personality, her interactions with her older sisters, the whole deal. I felt, you know, she was going yeah. to be wise beyond her years, of course, wow. according to her name. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we were kind of going back to forward. Okay, so our other two were born on significant days. Uh, when is she due again? Okay, so she's due around about the end of May. May like, wait a minute. End of May is Pentecost. Oh, my goodness. And here we are me? believing our paraclete, our wow. wise counselor, who wow. was promised to come. Wow. Her due date's around about then. Wow. God, we think she's coming on Pentecost. <laughs> We're telling everyone. Everyone thinks they're crazy. You, can see, uh, you guys are crazy. <laughs> no, no, no. She's going to be born on Pentecost. Um, uh, anyway, fast forward. She's not born on Pentecost, but she is born on Shabbat, which if you didn't know, within the Jewish calendar is the Feast of Pentecost. Wow. So in the upper room, in the New Testament, it is celebrating the festival of Shabbat. Pentecost, 50 days after. Yeah, after Passover. So she's born on the Jewish Pentecost. Amazing. Oh, my goodness, um, Michael. Which was wow. just, yeah. Of course, and again, all our kids were born on a Sunday, too. I don't know if that's significant. I mean, I just think it's amazing, yeah. you know, how God's given you a friend of nations yeah. born on Mother's Day. Yeah. Who does that sound like? Yeah, that's the parental. That's yeah, the father, it's the yeah. father, yes. you know. And then he gives you the gracious gift. Yeah. And she's born on Christmas, Christmas Day. Day. Who does that sound That's like? the son. And then he gives you Sophia <laughs> Rain, which turns out that Rain spelled with a Y means counsel. Yeah. And who does that sound like? Spirit of God. And she was born on? Pentecost. Come on. Yeah. I mean, this, you can't make this. You can't make up. it up. No, you absolutely can't. You, you can't. Yeah. And you guys are a supernatural family. Yes. And I, you know, I know that many of you, you yeah. know, may not be able to say, hey, I have a story like that, mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and therefore you might feel like, well, my story sounds very, very ordinary. And honestly, when you sit with someone like Michael and Ashley, it is easy to feel like my life's ordinary compared to what God's doing in theirs. But I think what comes across to me is that Michael and Ashling pay so much attention mm. 
mm. to the details. Mm. And I think the reason why many of us just don't necessarily uh, have those stories that we can say, wow, look at this, 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 and this, how God's moving. You know, could it be that it's because actually we're not really paying attention and that our good, good father actually has amazing details that if we could just be tuned to them, we'd have our own stories. And in our family, Kate and I, we've taught our children, our girls, as they've grown up, they're all grown up now, they're all married, and now they're teaching their children, or at least our eldest is, the other two don't have children yet, they're teaching them the same thing. And what we taught them was, every day look out for the sweet kisses of your good, good father, mm. because it's always in those details. And they're not always, he likes to kind of play hide and seek like any mm -hmm. good father does. And so he hides those kisses sometimes. Mm -hmm. But Michael, yes. you yeah. have had some smackaroolie kisses yes, and you've absolutely. God's blessed you so powerfully yes. and you've been open to it. Yes. You've not been ignorant. You've yeah. been open to it. Yeah, we lean and in. We definitely you lean, lean in. in. You lean in. And this is, this, there's actually even more, there's another part to the story, mm. her birth. Um, so she's born on the Sunday, Pentecost. Two days previous, Ashling who at the time was on the global intercessory team for Catch the Fire, Yeah, is on a global call. And they're going around and everyone's, you know, hey, this is what we feel the Spirit is saying. This is what we, you know, it gets to Ashling, hey, what do you feel the Spirit is saying for California, for Catch the Fire, for the world? Ashling, with great conviction. So I, I, I hear God saying Roman, the hour is Romans 8, 19. It's Whoa. time for the sons of God, the mature sons, the huios, the fully mature, those sons who can be entrusted with the fullness of what God, God desires. A father's desire for the earth will be delivered, ministered through the sons of God. It's wow. time for the rise up. Creation itself groans. We know this according to the scriptures. So the hour is Romans eight nineteen. she says. Come on. Well, two days later on the morning on Pentecost, uh, Sophia comes, and we hear these words from the nurse. Child born at 819. What? <laughs> and then, let me text Roman. Okay, what? who's Roman? Roman S. Starikov is our doctor, a <laughs> high-risk doctor, who of course is not there because it runs smoothly, but he's on call, you know, I don't In know case. how it works. He's like, yeah. keep me updated. Oh my goodness. So Sophia comes, and we hear Roman S. Yeah, Starikov, yeah. Starikov, oh God. Child born 819, let me text Roman, is the words we heard. Oh! And we, me and Ashling just looked at each other and we go. <laughs> because we had, see, we had, we were still, I was certainly in denial. Yeah. I was just like, God, I, I cannot, I don't have the capacity for this. Right, right. It, you were still child, shocked. I was still shocked. How are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? Yeah, yeah. God, I, I, I'm, I don't, I don't know if I can trust you We don't have enough this. money. We don't have any. We're, uh, we're in way we're, over our heads with the church plant. And overwhelmed. The oh my, wow. The, how are we going to do this? I yeah. really was. Wow. Like, I remember like the night before, as horrible as it sounds, I'm having a glass of wine. It's, uh, it, and she goes, it's time. It, my waters are just going. I'm like, no, this can't, <laughs> this can't be it. No, I'm in denial. I'm in total denial. Oh. And even then, Sophia comes, but at the sound of those words, Child born, 819. Come Let on. Let me text Roman. Now now we know. Faith entered into Absolutely. your heart. The word yes. of the Lord. 
We needed. Ooh. We were saying, Lord, we need a sign. Wow. We're wow. getting. We're you know we're, we're like getting. I'm like getting. We need a sign. I don't. Yeah. Think yeah. God is offended by yeah. that at all. No, not at all. We need a sign. We need wow. a word. We need to, yeah. to speak clearly. Yeah. In a way that is undeniably you. Come on. Here's that word. So good. I love it. Here so comes much. the Paraclete. <clears throat> Romans eight nineteen. Okay. So good. We you got this. Yeah. You got us. I love it. Yes. Yeah, I love it. And you know, Michael, um, we were just chatting, you and I, and you know, we don't have the time in this moment to mm -hmm. go into detail, but you know, you're a passionate person mm -hmm. and you got you got pretty passionate, mm -hmm. especially about, you know, <clears throat> the handling of the pandemic, mm -hmm. the way the church postured itself yes. regarding the pandemic yeah. and so on and so forth. And, <clears throat> you know, um, there, there was a lot of upset mm -hmm. during the pandemic yes. because people that, you know, their politics are to the right. Mm -hmm. They had one um, viewpoint concerning multiple things. Yes. People with a, whose, whose political tendencies are to the left yeah. had multiple viewpoints of what should or shouldn't be done and so on and so forth. And there was a lot of upset and there still is a lot of upset. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, a lot of Christians mm -hmm. in the pandemic mm -hmm. became quite unglued, yes. actually. And, you know, I know you had your own journey in mm -hmm. that. And, but in the midst of leading a, a global movement of churches, yeah. Kate and I, as we began to seek the Lord, the Lord began to speak to us. Mm -hmm. And he began to show us that at a deeper level than we had understood it before, mm -hmm. in the context of a global pandemic, he began to speak to us mm -hmm. out of Acts chapter one, that it's, that actually the kingdom of heaven yeah. is above mm -hmm. all the political agendas. The kingdom of heaven has its own king yes. ruling and reigning over the nations yeah. who is not threatened, Correct. who sits on his throne and laughs at the yeah. nations yes. when the nations rage and yeah. plot against him and so on and so forth. And the Lord spoke to me out of Acts chapter 1, verse 5, where Jesus said, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Mm -hmm. And then he says, <clears throat> he's about to tell them more mm -hmm. about the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. but he's dropped the biggest good news yeah. that any human ears have ever, should have ever heard. Yeah. You are about to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And the first words out of their mouth in response to that is, oh, is this the moment yes. where you are going to hand over Israel yes. to become a nation? Yes. And... You know, if Jesus had a political agenda, he mm. would have said, that's right. Mm -hmm. This is where the Romans are going to set Israel free to be a nation. Absolutely. Because that's what they just asked. Yeah. Is this the moment where Israel is going to be free from the Romans to be a nation? But Jesus doesn't. Mm -hmm. He says, it's not for you to know the times and seasons mm -hmm. that the Father set. Mm -hmm. But you wait in Jerusalem mm -hmm. and by his own power. Yes. Yeah. But you wait in Jerusalem until you receive power from on high, and mm -hmm. then you'll be my witnesses in yes. Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Yes. And I, you know, in chatting with you just the other day, it yeah. occurred to us that Jesus is saying, Yeah, I want to give you the Holy Spirit. Yes. 
Their response is, are we going to get our political agenda now? Yeah, yeah. And he says, it's not for you to know. Yeah. The and I never thought of this, but the Lord was showing us. Yeah. The father knows yeah. the outcome yeah. of politics. Absolutely. He knows it. Yeah. He know, and, and, and he has a season for it. It's not mm -hmm. for you to know the times and seasons. Mm -hmm. In other words, there's hope, everybody, mm -hmm. that the things that you long for, that you know are right in your spirit, that you're looking perhaps to politics to resolve. Actually, if you can leave that in the hands of your good heavenly father for him to sort those things out. Mm -hmm. But you and I, our responsibilities mm -hmm. to focus on the promise of the father, that the father would baptize us with the Holy Spirit so that we can be Jesus' witnesses. Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah. <clears throat> so he's speaking of here. Mm. And they're still mm. on here. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, and I think as, as I'm just processing this now, because you can speak about from up here, but up here had not yet happened for them. He was telling them, right. up here is about to happen for you. Wow. But they weren't even able to conceive. No. It wow. just went, it went over their head quite literally. Yeah, literally went over their head. Because they were so earthen-minded. Earthen-minded, yeah. And of the wow. politics of the world. Yeah. Of season. Yeah. That they totally missed it. Wow. And I love the fact that he just pretends they didn't even say anything. He just, <laughs> I'm not even going to address the specifics <laughs> of that. Yeah. You, you, but you're about to realize what I'm telling you. Oh, wow. But it has to happen to you. Yeah. The ground needs to shake and there needs yeah. to be tongues of fire. Otherwise, you're just never going to get it. Oh, shit. I can speak to you about it. It's going to go over your head until yeah. it happens. Yeah. Amazing. Um, yeah. It's a particularly poignant word for me because... I remember that, well, probably up until yesterday, whenever we had coffee, it was yesterday. Yeah. I'm still jet lagged, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, I just had the whole language of Caesar. I believe it's the sacred responsibility of the church to defy Caesar. And that was my posture very much so throughout the whole thing. Right. Why do we bow to Caesar? Yeah. And it was in that moment from Act 1, I thought, <laughs> I shouldn't even be fixated on what Caesar's doing. Wow. That's the power of Act 1. Yeah. There's something transcendent above yes. what Caesar is doing or isn't doing. There's a whole nother emperor. Absolutely. A whole nother king. Yeah, absolutely. And a whole nother kingdom. Yeah. Come on. So regard, regardless of whether or not even that was the right posture, should we have defied Caesar? I don't know anymore. Right. The point was, our, our I should always have been on the transcendent. Come on. The true kingdom. Yes. The king of kings. The Lord yeah. of lords. Yeah. Yes. And the fact that our mandate to be witnesses never changed. Right. Not for one minute. Come on. Um, and so I think, you know, part of our conversation was me apologizing. Uh, I think for judgments. I think I just, and, and you said it. it a lot of people became unglued. I became unglued in a certain way because I think I just became disillusioned with the church. Mm, mm. I felt it should have been, globally, the church should have yeah. been responding in a certain way. Yeah. And I just, I lost my love for the church, which I've never mm. lost. Or at least I ha I didn't lose it, but I began to seriously yeah. doubt it. Doubt it. Yeah. And question my place within it mm. and my calling to mm. it, to love her. Wow. And what that means for unity and what does it mean? And I think, so like everyone, the, the hatchet, it would, you know, the, it did a hatchet job on everyone, I think. 
right. we all had to process something. And for me, that was the nature of my processing. Yeah. Was my relationship with the church, the judgments mm. in my heart. Yeah. Um, and I think, of course, all of that is all of that. That's the last thing you need in your heart if you're attempting to plant a church. True. So I think wow. all of that was at work too. Yeah, especially if your church is called First Love. Exactly. Isn't that message <laughs> challenged? And if we got That's into the, right. and if we got into and and no, it's actually very real because yeah. I have a series of values, and the first value is we love the church. Wow. It's fundamental. Come on. To our value system is first and foremost we love the church, all of it for all of church wow. history. Yeah. We're a two thousand year old movement. Yeah. And wow, what an amazing challenge! Absolutely, and so that see, and it's always the same. The message is always going to be challenged. Yeah, if it's truly revelatory, yeah, he will always test it. Yeah, the message will be proven through your life. Yeah, you'll be exposed to things which will test the message. Yeah, it's, we don't need shallow preaching. Yeah. It needs to be tested. So true. Yeah, it's Psalm one hundred and five. Mm -hmm. I forget which verse, somewhere around verse twelve, but yeah. it says that until speaking of Joseph, that he was in stocks right. and chains yeah. until yeah. the word of the Lord had tested him. You know? So yeah. Yeah. I think the other thing, I remember at the time, <clears throat> I remember God speaking to me, you remember when Paul is confronted with this situation about food sacrifice to idols? Yeah. There's all types of drama. Are we allowed to eat yeah. this? Are we not? Yeah. And it's causing great divide. Yeah. It's a social issue. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, it's a cultural issue. And, you know, Paul, he begins to speak about, he said, look, you can, we who are mature know we can, he's, he's redeemed all things, et cetera, et yeah. cetera. But then he makes this appeal to love. Mm. He says, knowledge puffs up. Right. But, but love, love covers. Yeah. So if your brother, who's going to stumble, yeah. if you eat of that food. Which thing, you can. Which you can. You, you're allowed to. Exactly. For the sake of your brother who does not yet know. Yeah descend to where mm. he's at mm. for his sake don't eat it don't just don't eat it yeah in other words amazing absolutely and i think and god began to speak to me at the beginning of the pandemic from this scripture he was essentially challenging me michael are you willing to descend wow yeah knowledge puffs up okay michael you're discerning fair enough <laughs> who gave you that gift <laughs> but it's irrelevant right now love yeah. is transcendent here not yeah knowledge yeah not insight yeah are you willing to descend yeah wear a mask whatever it takes Ooh. yeah yeah yeah. i look i'd love to be able to say i passed the test i didn't yeah, yeah. that's what i think that's what i'm saying i don't think many of us yeah. did michael honestly i don't yeah i really don't think <laughs> the church came out that yeah that kind of with that much of an a plus grade exactly you know, more like a c plus if at all you know so yeah that's that's all connected in there yeah. it's not like God didn't, from the beginning, yeah. invite me into a certain posture yeah. that he wanted me to adopt throughout it. Yeah. No, no, he did. Yeah. And of course, it was a call to love. That's it. It was a call, it was a call to humility. To Come on. So. Come on. Well, you know, Michael, the Lord can do anything mm. with us when we're humble. Yeah. And you cannot experience the power of the resurrection. Right. Unless there's a dead body. Mm -hmm. And we're not talking in the natural here. We're of talking course. in the spiritual, in the offering of ourselves, mm -hmm. of our opinions, our rights, right. our ways. And, exactly. And, you know, even the promises of God, 
Mm -hmm. we lay them all down into the grave that's Jesus, Mm -hmm. into the grave with Jesus, so that he has something to resurrect. Of course. Yeah. Then we know. Yes. What he brings up is amazing. And you know, it's like it's like Gideon's army. Yes. You know? Yeah. Where he Gideon realizes through the signs of the fleece and everything, mm-hmm. God is with me. God has called me. Mm-hmm. I'm going against the Midianites mm-hmm. and the Amalekites. Mm-hmm. But then he blows the trumpet for all the Israelites to come and he's got his thirty two thousand men or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's thinking, Great, now I've got enough people to do it. And the Lord says, No, 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 no. Slow down. Mm-hmm. That's too many people. Israel's going to think they did it themselves. Yeah. And I don't want them. The whole point is they need to know that I've delivered them. Absolutely. Send away all the people that want to go home and 22,000 leave him. Yeah. And he's left with 10,000. <laughs> yeah. And he's thinking, are you kidding me? 10,000? There's yeah. 120,000 yeah. of those people yeah. or more out there. And the Lord says, yeah, we're not done yet. Yeah. And he whittles it down to 300 people, yeah. the only ones who look up while they're drinking. Mm-hmm. And God uses them. Mm-hmm. And they rout 120,000 army. And what a story that is. Amazing. And your story in San Diego really reminds me of mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Whittling down Absolutely. to just the smallest number. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very significant story. Even again, the prophetic, the details, hearing God's voice. I remember clearly in 2016, we had visited California for the very first time. Reconnaissance mission of sorts. We actually went to the Azusa now uh, in LA and we, we traveled up and down the coastline and our final destination was San Diego, mm. which at the time we had, God had spoken to us was to be our land. Um, and I remember we had arrived late the night before. We spent the night, I get up early, I go for a drive. I'm spying out the land. This is, yeah. I've never been, this is our first morning. And I'm driving, I find myself a coffee shop, uh, Black Rock in Did Lahore. you feel excited? Yeah. yeah. But nervous as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I, I think I know what that feels like. Yeah, there's giants in the land and yeah. I felt it. And there's yeah. right. And yeah. And this is why the Gideon story is so significant. Um I remember getting my coffee, sat down again, I remember as clear as day. Uh opened the scriptures. I have this habit, uh, and it's all to do with when I first became a believer, and God had spoke. I opened the scriptures for the very first time blind, and it was, and He spoke to me very powerfully, very clearly. And from day one, I knew the scriptures were living and active. Yeah. Uh, and that God invites us not just to read the scriptures, but allow the scriptures to read us. Come on. Come the scriptures on. themselves say they are, they yeah. judge the intents of the yeah. heart. Yeah. And so sometimes I just close my eyes and open. And trust, because it's happened so many times, absolutely. Because that was the first time I ever opened the Bible, I did that. Yeah. Because I didn't know what it was. Yeah. And so, at significant times, sometimes I feel invited to do that. And trust that he's going to speak. Yeah, come on. I open it at Gideon's story. No, seriously? I'm like, okay. Wow. It's not like, of course, I know know the story now. It's not like I am opening it for the first time. I know Gideon's story. But I read it and allow, hey, God, give me fresh eyes on this. Yeah. It's reading me now. What do you want to say to me through Come this on. story? Come on. And it's exactly that. Wow. It's not about the multitudes, not about yeah. Uh it's not about the numbers. Yeah. Um it's really twofold. Number one, there's an identity thing there, Michael. You have a bit of Gideon in it. 
God, you know where I'm from. Have you got the right guy? Do I have what it takes? <laughs> I'm from the Northeast yeah, of England. Yeah. It's like, what? and here I am. Look at me. Are you sure you've called me to the right place? Um, and so there's an identity challenge there. No, yeah. my, you're mighty man of valor, number one. You have to go on an identity journey. You have to know who you are in heaven, not what the earth says you are. Incredible. That's number one. And I think I'll always be on that journey. And of course we have. Yeah. Um, but then the second one is, because that whole whittling down is all about who gets the glory. Yeah. It's really a message of self-reliance. Wow. God was inviting me to die to any belief that I can do this in and of my own strength. Wow. Mm. Uh, God desires to completely eradicate any ounce of self-reliance in us. And not just me, I think all of us, the yeah. church. Yeah. Um, and that's Gideon's story. So that's a, Gideon's story is very prophetic for us in San Diego. Yeah. The invitation, number one, take, a, take an identity journey, but number two, never believe you can do this alone. Wow. And it's been, so been tested, obviously, over the three years. Yeah. yeah. I'm reminded of Paul. He's writing to the Corinthians, the second letter. And he says something like, hey, guys, I don't want you to be ignorant of the persecution we faced in Asia. Mm -hmm. He says, we were pressed above measure and beyond strength. Mm. So much so that we despaired of life itself. Wow. He says the pressure was, in, it was beyond numbers. We were absent of resources. He says, we felt the sentence of death in our hearts. He's a writer of two-thirds of the New Testament saying, I'm suicidal. Yeah, wow. And I long to be out of the body. Yeah. And, but then he says, but all of this has happened so that, I'm like, wait, what? He's, saying, he's, he's essentially saying, look, there's a mystery to the sovereignty of God. Whether he's controlling it or whether he's allowing it to happen, it happened for a reason. The reason we were pressed above measure and beyond strength is, and he says this, so that we might not rely upon ourselves. Oh, come on. Wow. That's so deep. It's so powerful. So powerful. This has happened so yeah. that we might not rely upon ourselves, but on yeah. God. Wow. Who raises the dead and delivers us from such a deadly Come world. on. Michael, I want you yeah. to impart that okay. to our viewers. Yeah. Everyone that's watching this, yeah. you know, you and Ashley mm -hmm. are a living epistle mm -hmm. of that very thing. Yeah. Both in the story of your children, yes. the story of your church, the story of your lives. Mm -hmm. And you know, when we are living it out mm -hmm. like that, with the incarnation of the mm -hmm. message, mm -hmm. we have a level of authority mm -hmm. and impartation. Right. And I want you to release okay. that over all of our viewers. Okay, well. Just stretch out your hand and bless them. Thank you for listening, guys. Uh, yes. And hopefully the, the message reached you. Uh, particularly this message of uh, self-reliance. Yeah. And you don't need to be taking a radical journey across country and planning a church and visiting mm. different continents. It could be as simple as what Jesus describes as the issues of life. Yeah. That you're struggling to pay the rent, that you, you have a wayward child. You, you, there's something. It could be small or big. Yeah. And you feel pressed above measure and beyond yeah. strength. And you feel at your wit's end and you're overwhelmed. And I believe God would say to you, as he has said to me, as he says to Paul throughout the scriptures, this has happened so that you might not rely upon yourself, wow. 
but on him. And the invitation is there to come before him with open hands, with your burden, mm. with your situation, with your issue, that which you are contending against. Yeah. And say, God, I trust you as a father, as a friend, as a lover, as a savior to do what only you can do. Come on. I pray that the God of all comfort, mm. which is what Paul starts that scripture with, yeah. that the God of all comfort would draw near to you yeah. in your time of need and that you would truly recognize and experience mm. that he is the God who delivers. In wow. the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Amen, Michael. Thank you so much. For, <laughs> thank you for having for this me. Time. It was great. It's absolutely awesome. Legend. Thank you. You and Ashling are legend in Kate and I's hearts. Yeah. We're so proud of you. Yeah. And we pray all of God's amazing blessings over first love in San Diego. Yes. And San Diego mm-hmm. will become the city of our God. Yes. In Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. Amen.